Welcome to the Resound Worship Songwriting Podcast, episode 94. I'm Joel Payne. I'm Sam Hargreaves. And this is a podcast to equip and inspire grassroots songwriters serving their local church. In this episode, we'll be looking back on February's Physical Songs Challenge and we'll be entering the final month of this season of the 12 Song Challenge with our, our final theme. We're recording this episode on Friday the 25th of February, a few days before release. And uh, like you, we've been watching the scenes on the news and hearing the stories from Ukraine. So we thought we would just begin the episode. One, two thoughts on um, how you might be able to respond to that in in gathered worship. Obviously, Sunday's passed, but um, in weeks coming up. And Sam, I think you had one or two suggestions. Yeah, so we've just posted a, a prayer on Engage Worship org slash Ukraine uh, for Ukraine. It's obviously a very difficult thing to pray for. So sometimes having something that's sort of pre-prepared for you can be helpful. Uh, um, I turn to Psalm 120, which begins, Lord, we call to you in our distress, and then we trust you to answer us. Um, and so, you know, we I think there is a lot of distress around this, but uh, sort of trying to hold that together with some sort of trust in God. Uh, and then I'm, I'm leading some worship on Sunday, which is going to um, be really focused around praying for Ukraine. So uh, a really good song that I often recommend uh, is Sue Rinaldi's King of Compassion. Uh, it's one that uses Lord have mercy as a refrain. And uh, the words, I think, for this season are really pointed uh, about, you know, war-torn countries and um, things like that. Uh, I may well use your simple Lord have mercy as well, Joel. That's a really mm-hmm. good song for these sorts of situations. We don't know what else to say. You just have some silence. You can sing Lord have mercy. Um, and then I was looking on the Jubilate site as well. And I found a hymn by uh, Christopher Idle called, Oh God, do not keep silent. Uh, and it's quite strong words. Um, I think it's based on Psalm 83, but uh, it, it does, it does kind of, pretty in strong language tell god to do something about these people who uh you know pursue war i thought that was worth people having a look at anyway you know whether they want to use it or not yeah i so that's a few things came across a, a another song based on psalm 83 wendell kimbrew's do not be silent mm. which is again mm. he, he's very good at distilling a psalm down so he's not taking all that but just into its core ideas and um i think it's really again it's 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 strong it's it's really apt for right now so i definitely uh, recommend having a look at that what have you been doing joel what have you been up to uh well i've i've had some really interesting conversations actually over the last month um i have interviewed hansi shanowski father of timo um and also of this parish so that that was great. Um, I really wanted to find out some more about um, Hansi's story, but also about the German church music worship scene and stuff about that. So it's a really interesting interview. We'll put that out um, in um, in a week or so, and uh, enjoyed that a lot. And just getting to know Hansi um, was really fun. I've also um, met with um, had a meeting with Steve Harding from Integrity Music and with Phil Loose from Central Christian and. Those are really lovely meetings as well. I just I've been feeling I need to get to know people a bit better across the yeah. across the kind of the industry for want of a better word. 
um, and just really enjoyed chatting with both of them and feel a real kind of um, a real obvious um, common mind. And so I'm mm. kind of excited about about that because it, it's making me begin to look, especially at the UK, and think, hey, we've got people around here who are who are up for partnership and working together, and maybe that maybe that new sound, that new song from the UK, is going to bubble up sometime soon. Yeah, um, and I I'd be mm. pretty excited about that. And talking of new songs from the UK and various other places, also been going through <laughs> the hymn tunes. So we've had oh, yeah. I think a hundred and thirty or so. Uh, that we've had submitted uh, already, and so you and I and uh, and one two others have been working our way through them, trying to pick out the really good ones. And it's it's an interesting process, isn't it? Trying to it's a little bit of a yeah. combo. Every now and again, there's a sort of set of words, and you think oh, the tune's great, but actually these words, I don't know, and then mm-hmm. vice versa. Um, but so so much good stuff that it's a very difficult job. But trying to over the next week or two we have to absolutely reduce it down to a set which yeah. we're then going to record so this is my uh, my second um podcast appeal for people to come and sing so what we really would love is to have the sound of people's voices we're going to do it in a mm. relatively low-key quite informal style it's not going to be a big wall of sound but it, where there is a wall of sound, I'd love it to be the 12 Song Challenge singers and their voices. Yeah. And it did occur to me that if people book in, and I will I will contact people who have booked, I'd like you to book if you're able, because then I know you're coming and we, we plan around it. But I will, just to see if there's someone there who fancies being a bit of a social secretary, because if people are coming <laughs> for the day, there's a great pub just down the road, and maybe people want to then stick around and eat together before they go home. Um, I think that could be a really nice thing. So to kind of have a great yeah. recording day but also a really fun 12 song challenge social time because it will have finished by then so it would be so yeah. nice uh to all meet up wouldn't it so when it's over what's going to happen what what's going to happen when we're all done and uh you know what, what's going on with the songbook and all of that uh, yeah well first of all we're gonna have a lovely rest you and i <laughs> and everyone else um but yeah the, the songbook is the thing that we set out at the beginning where we said if you complete the challenge and we recognize not everybody is able to for various reasons but if you if you stick with it then uh, at the end of it you will get a song well a you will get to contribute uh to a a songbook so you pick your favorite song that you've done from the challenge and um and also you will then receive a copy of it. And so you end up with this lovely sort of memento compendium of songs from the challenge. Um, I, I I do want to say as well, I um, I, I can be a hard taskmaster and I can be, I'm, I'm a bit of a Pharisee sometimes. But I think on this occasion, if you, sort, if you sneak back in and complete any bits you've missed in the challenge so that you get your, oh. your finishers status, then I, I'm not going to be Pharisaical about it. Um, because the very fact you're doing it shows you've stuck with it somehow up to this point. So I think, you know, it'll be difficult to write 10 new songs and include them. But if you need to just kind of plug a gap somewhere, then go for it. And then what I'll do is at the end of it, I'll check through who's 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 our finisher. I'll contact you and I'll explain about the process for doing that. And then hopefully, sort of by the end of April, maybe early May, middle of May, we'll be able to get those things out to you. And I guess if people are are finishers, they're going to need to pick the song they want to be in the book. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I will ask. So maybe start thinking. Yeah, good idea. Yeah, Yeah. which is the one? Which is the one people have asked for the chords for? You know that sort of thing. Well, yeah, and I suppose actually the 
I mean, I, as I think back, I think, well, did I finish any? So, you know, maybe that now is also the moment to be thinking, the song that I want to put in the book, I need to nail it down. 12 it's time to review February's Physical Songs Challenge. We're delighted to welcome Forum Mom, Keiko. Hey, Keiko, great to see you. Hello. Hey. Hi, guys. Hey. Uh, nice we, to see you. Should we jump straight in? Actually, no, before we jump in, just a quick question for Sam, because I think, Sam, you kind of responded a little bit to to people who are, who are struggling a bit. Once again, we've managed oh. to set a challenge, which is challenging. I know, I know. It's weird, isn't it, how these challenges are challenging? Yeah, I know. I mean, I think... My reflection was firstly, I think it is almost, it's an almost untalked about thing. Yeah. And like, there's so few songs that I think start from the basis of, right, I'm going to write something about my physicality or Christ's physicality or our physicality as human beings. I think very few people just start looking through that lens, which A, means it, we've got nothing to draw on almost from experience and it does start off as being really hard. But I would say the people who've pushed through, they've just had some really unique and, you know, usable, interesting songs that you just think there isn't a song that does that. And they've got, you know, so I'm really grateful to everyone who's pushed through. But it also it's just been February, has it? And February yeah. is like, it's a pretty rubbish month in general. Yeah, and I think, true. you know... Yeah. The best thing, so. the best thing about February... Well, the best thing is my birthday, but the other best thing <laughs> is the Six Nations are on TV, which uh, that's rugby to anyone who doesn't know. Uh, and that does make the weekend. But the, a bit the of Winter a Olympics were amazing as well. Mm. Did you watch the Winter Olympics? I, no, no, I didn't no, actually. I didn't have I, a lot I of time do. to watch the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> we got well into that. Anyway, sorry. I mean, bring us in first of all your your general reflections, but then lead us through the glitterati of this month. Oh well, I agree that it was um, pretty challenging, and um, but I was excited about it going into it. But I have to admit, I didn't anticipate just how um, creative it was. Uh, the songs mm. were going to be and. Um, just how powerful they were going to be. Um, so I feel like it, the struggle was was so worth it. I agree with you, Sam. And um, I don't know. I, I was just thinking, um, remembering back to some books that I'd read and um, um, some things I'd seen, um, just lectures on even secular songwriting and how they encourage you to write using sensory language um, just to help your listener connect to it. And I, I feel like it's not the same thing, but um, this idea of connecting... Um, our our physicality to what we write has this mm. way of connecting. I mean, it's something we all share. Mm. Um, and I found that as I was going through reading these lyrics, it, there were just so many of them were so moving and so so powerful. Um, so I was really surprised by that and just you know blown away um, honestly by so many of these songs. Yeah. So um, let's so let's see. David Brackenbury and Joy Morgan they wrote about the crucifixion. I mean really, really tough, um, incredible song that got fairly graphic and, um, you know, kind of painful, but at the same time, you really felt like you were there. You really felt mm. like you were sensing what the Lord had to um, endure uh, on that day. And then, you know, we had, um, there were a couple of songs that were for um, sign language for um uh, Rebecca Bees and Dan Jackman, I think, yeah. um, were the ones that, yeah, they did songs 
Um, and it was interesting to see them write and kind of try and balance um, what worked lyric lyrically to sing, you know, rhyming and all that, but also what worked for for one's hands and um, as mm. one's one is signing. Um, yeah. So mm. that was that was really incredible. Um, Derek B. He wrote the song for. Um, like a cell phone song you're supposed to hold your phone and go on social media and sing over it and i just thought that that's really thinking outside the box there it really is um yeah yeah. um i was really taken with tyson matthews song he wrote it um as he was getting ready to welcome his new little son i think it is into the world and it's called knitting me still and if you go back and you look at Mm. his lyrics they're just um that he uses imagery from 139 and um I, I thought that was fantastic. Uh, yeah. Mel Underwood, she wrote a song for persecuted Christians. Um, and I loved Hannah Hodges. She wrote this song for those with insomnia. Um, you know, uh, oh, and another one by Heidi, Heidi Kay. She wrote a sort of a, the intent was um, body positivity, but it's sort of almost like a, a workout song. I don't know, maybe to listen to um, as yeah. you're working out. Um, but yeah, those are just some of the songs that really struck me with their, um, thinking outside the box, their creativity, or just songs that really, um, just kind of spoke to me. Mm, um, I love that workout song, which had those ooze at the beginning, this <laughs> ooh, harmony ooze, it just went all the way through, it just went brilliant. Yeah. So I don't know, um, if you want to listen to some of these, there's, um, uh, others, uh, one that was really quite moving for me um, by Rebecca Fairhead. She used um, the familiar tune, Oh Wally Wally, as kind of the bass melody. So, uh, you know, it's really is singable. And then she wrote a chorus. Um, but this song was for um, children who were um, were never able to see the light of day because of miscarriage and um, incredibly moving. I, I wonder if we could just have a little listen to that one.
Wow. Powerful stuff. Yeah. I, I really appreciate actually in, in this song the way that Rebecca has talked about something has limited her language has, has kept it quite tight and just and, and in some ways quite simple um not over explaining not over describing in some ways just just keeping it fairly straight and, and that feels like like the right way to do it because that way you can then engage with it from your own experience from your own uh, perception of it and i love um at the end of the chorus um after kind of um it's not overly wordy or, or anything, but somehow the way she ends the chorus, uh, you see, you know, with the spaces in between, it just uh, somehow you, it's it's the space to kind of settle into what she's spoken about and just sort of give it to the Lord in those moments. Mm. Um, so I, was, I felt that was really, really powerful. Mm. Um, another I really enjoyed was um, by Samuel Hurl. Uh, I think it's called May My Hands, and I just I just thought he did a really nice job of um, connecting, uh, uh, kind of going through various Jesus's hands, Jesus's feet, um, and connecting to ours, and and just a very simple message, you know, make make me like you, kind of a message, but it's very singable, um, and I don't know, I feel like it's the type of song that that. that um, the perfect kind of song that came come out of this came out of this challenge um, of connecting with our bodies that we could connect with the Lord in this way. Your hands wash dirty feet. Oh, your hands lift in the weak. Oh, your hands. Stretched on the cross of love Your heart Chasing the lost Oh, your heart Loving the least Oh, your heart Pierced on the cross of love May my hands be
great job. That's really good. Yeah, and he did a really nice job of like improving it through the through the feedback. You know, the, the first version was was good, but the, the, you know, you could see how much he's focused it and cut out the extraneous words and just made it clearer and better in the in the later version. It's this nice little melodic motif keeps popping up, isn't there? Which is nice. It's a little bit unusual. And I, I like it. I do. I, the one thing I wanted melodically was because of the sort of the, the stresses of your hands, because it lifts the hands. It makes the stress a little bit unusual. I wonder whether trying to keep the same emphasis on your, but dropping for hands rather than climbing up for it would, would be a bit more natural how you might say it. Your hand. I mean, it wouldn't be those notes, but... Just a thought. That's my little thought. Mm. Great job, Samuel. Yeah, another um, another one I wanted to highlight was by Emma Billington, and wow, it um, it, it I, I almost have no words for this song. I um, she she wrote this um, spending time with her parents as as her father is um, sort of nearing the end of his life. And she said that um, she just wanted to write about how the Lord sustains, he carries, and he rescues us from birth to death. And so in those moments, um, just the poetry that she uses is so, so powerful and so tender and so beautiful. Um, so I, I, I just thought maybe we could have a listen to her song as well. Even as the years go by, even as your head turns grey, know that I have carried you since you were born. Even as your eyes grow dim, even as your limbs grow weak, That I have carried you from dusk to dawn. I made you. Thank you. 
Wow, they're, they're sort of blowing us away this month, aren't they? We don't really know how to follow them up each time. Emma, thank you so much for that. Yeah, it's amazing. I must say as well, if, if you do need a bit of a silly distraction and you haven't listened yet to uh, Dan Lugo's entirely inappropriate I'm going to love you with my body, uh, it's worth a listen. <laughs> thank you. Uh, and on a similar note, uh, David Caswell's Yorkshire physical song, Aop, We're Here to Worship Jesus. Uh, <laughs> which is also amazing. Magnificent. <laughs> yes. Um, I just had a couple uh, more. I, I really hope we have time to listen yeah, to. One on. is by Philip Laycock. Um I, I don't think I have the title right. I ha- I wrote down "Come Dance with Me." It's something similar to that. V- but, victory oh my dance gosh. is it? I, it's a victory dance. Okay. Yeah. It is so. So he wrote this incredible song, and then um, Chloe jumped on board and recorded these amazing lyrics. And and he kind of said he unleashed her. I guess she had done a rap on it or something in in middle school or something. <laughs> and so she kind of brought in some of some of these things that she had done in the past and the result is just incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's have a listen.
What's that um, hip-hop song? Like the kind of original hip-hop song? Rapper's Delight. Yeah. Uh, she's got the exact kind of cadence there of Rapper's Delight. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of dancing going on on the screens. We, we've all... We've all obeyed the song and, <laughs> we have and pre- grooved yeah. along to that. I, I was hovering over the button. Like, I, I should probably stop it here. I should probably... No, there's another bit. No, oh, there's another bit. <laughs> <laughs> Go, Miriam. Wow. Go, Miriam. Go, Miriam. <laughs> uh, wow. So good. Uh, yeah. Fun, 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 fun. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, there's one more really fun one that Come on, I feel Come like on, we then. should listen Let's to. Yeah, this, this is Elijah, this is he did this sea shanty that's amazing. Amazing. Uh yeah, we just have to listen to it. Slow we sail and laid and low, haul away our burdens. We quicken as the spirit blows, haul away our load. And though we know the storms are coming, haul away our burdens. His sovereign from um, all the way our load heavy skies clouded eyes we will rise as you bear the fall away let us light and steadfast be yes for freedom we are free Jesus haul away our burdens to the sea I'll fear no monster from the deep Haul away our burdens In darkness God my soul will keep Haul away our load And even if we ran aground Haul away our burdens Our praise unchained would still resound Haul away our load Heavy skies, clouded eyes, we will rise as you bear the fall away. Let us light and steadfast be, yes for freedom we are free. Jesus, haul away our burdens to the sea. Heavy skies, clouded eyes, we will rise as you bear the fall away. Oh, I love that one. I love it too. Though we know the storms are coming, his sovereign love will save us from him. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I love that heavy skies haul away. Clouded eyes, haul away, we will rise as you bear the fall away. I mean, I don't know. There are just so many, so many clever things here. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just so fun to sing. We're being pushed into a traditional song challenge. Well, we're actually, to be fair, we've been pushed into a sea shanty challenge. I think you just expanded it slightly. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I just figured. I couldn't handle listening to 80 sea shanties. I think, um, I would, can I just jump on my soapbox for a minute? Because I just think this is magnificent. And um, it is utterly congregational. I think it's wonderful. 
and I can imagine all kinds of you just let your guard down for a minute and join in and belt it out and I think it'd be wonderfully powerful and I want to go on my soapbox because look at the creativity look at the songs that everybody is writing um, who Come would on. not be writing this stuff if they weren't in this challenge and honestly it's no credit to us it's just a that here are a bunch of songwriters saying I'm going to be cha- I'm going to challenge myself I'm going to do something different I'm going to like this challenge I don't know what to do it's physical songs what am I supposed to oh that's what you've done look at it so (laughs) this is really making me think just so strongly you know at the end of each challenge we think has it run its course have we done enough is it time for something else are we going to do it again and today right now I'm thinking we must do this again because I see us all growing as songwriters. And it's not just in our skill in songwriting, but it's in our capacity to imagine something different and still take into account the congregation, the, the people who are there, the need for this congregationality and to bring people with us. But we don't have to be confined to the same shaped box. It is a box, but we can change the shape of it. Um, so I'm so excited and encouraged by this. And I want to say to people, please go and get other people to come and join us and go and yeah. get, I don't care how accomplished they are. I, I just honestly think that, that half the songwriters whose songs we sing every week in church, if they came and joined in something like this and would just say, do you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to join in with everyone else. I'm going to try this ridiculous stuff. I think we could change the way that we sing. So there you go. There's my, I'm off my soapbox. I'm just going to find a, I'll try and find a sound effect of a crowd cheering at that point. <laughs> Amen, Joel. Edit it in. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Good. Right. Um, shall we? Uh, <laughs> shall we have a star of the month? Star, 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 star of the month. I'm no David Brackenbury. I there's probably a way to go and like find out exactly how many comments everyone has made. But so um, I didn't do that. I confess. But um, I did notice as I was going through that Sue Green, who I think is um, new, right? Sue Green. Hmm. She just wrote um, such uh, helpful comments. Um, really interact, and not just not just positive comments, but. Um, uh, yeah, really, really helpful ones. And then coming back and um, commenting later and just really interacting on so many different people's songs and really um, raising them to the next level. So I just appreciated that so much. Hooray! Well done, Sue. Whoop, whoop. 12 Folks, it's time for the final challenge of this season. Do we call it a season? I think I can't think of a better word for it. You can't call it this year. Yeah. This season of the 12 Song Challenge. It is the, the finale episode. And um, are you ready? Are you ready for the challenge? Are you ready to hear what it's going to be? The challenge ready. for March is Bethel Songs. By which I mean, you know that very famous church, Bethel, in Redding, California, who writes lots of songs that we all sing all the time. Um, we thought, let's have a look at what they are doing. And I, I, I'm, it's a slightly generic thing. It's, it's a little bit broader than that in terms of a kind of a genre. But actually, there is a, a noticeable, here is a place that is churning out song after song that the church all over the world is saying, great, we can sing that. Um, so let's get stuck into it. Um, and we're going to try and learn from those songs and we're going to try and um, write um, from from those. So um, Sam and I 
I've just thought, who's the coolest person we know who might be able to help us out a little bit on this? So, Hannah Hodges, welcome to the podcast. Hello. <laughs> That's a bit I mean, sad I, if I'm the coolest person that you know. Yeah, I'm afraid it, it, may, be, it may be sad but true. So, um, Hannah is... Uh, we're hoping Hannah's just a little bit more familiar um, <laughs> with this particular genre as well. Is going to be able to help us out a bit. Hannah is a colleague of mine at Nexus um, ICA and also trustee of the of Engage Worship and and so fantastic. Yes, so, in fact, as of last night, officially yes. a trustee of Engage hey, Worship. So that's sworn exciting. in oh. yesterday, and therefore you have all the credentials we need for someone to come. <laughs> so, um, Hannah. Help us, help us to think through what's the, what are some of the kind of identifiable characteristics of Bethel songs? What might we take into account when we go about this month's challenge? Yeah, sure. So just a quick disclaimer, I am certainly not the most um, knowledgeable person probably about the history of Bethel or kind of contemporary worship and and all that. However, I like Bethel music. My church sings Bethel music. I'm a worship leader um, at a HTB church and we sing Bethel songs primarily because they, I think the main thing that they really have are short, snappy nuggets of, of truth about the resurrection of Christ. There are a lot of songs about um Jesus's resurrection and our personal transformation off the back of that. There's a lot of songs about revival and um, God's victory and kind of overcoming in his strength. And so a lot of those lyrical themes really resonate with my congregation. Um, there's a lot of language around encounter and intimacy with God as well, which again, really kind of ticks those boxes for what um, we as a church are after in our in, in what we sing. Um, there's loads and loads of practical little musical things that they do. You know, you've got to have the bridge um, <laughs> to kind of, um, and I've been listening to a lot of Bethel music as well this week in preparation for this little thing and there's just little things that they do every time um that just gets the people going and I think Bethel songs a lot of them are just really fun because they're just so filled with joy about the resurrection of Christ so a fun thing that they always do is you know in between the second chorus and the bridge they'll like pedal the one chord and they get the kick drum going and everyone starts clapping and cheering um, then you sing the bridge down the octave twice and then you jump up the octave for the third and fourth times and everyone's like, Woo, and it goes into, um, you know, <laughs> declarative lyrics about the nature of God. Um, yeah, lots of revolving chord progressions. Um, what else is there? Music what do you mean when you say yeah. revolving chord progressions? What do you mean? Just explain that a bit. Um, it's kind of the same chords over and over again. <laughs> just kind of going round and round yeah. of progression. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, musical styles kind of, there's a lot of um, country rock, a lot of kind of electronic and synthy, anthemic kind of music, um, and loads of spontaneous stuff as well. I thought that might be a fun kind of little off challenge within this challenge perhaps um just to to like just play a kind of simple chord sequence and then sing through a psalm or just sing a, a prayer or kind of just in a way practice that spontaneity and see what comes out that might be a, a good challenge within this challenge what do you think hannah um i know you've already said some of this but what do you think are some of the thematic things so, so there's the musical side mm -hmm. What are some of the thematic things that maybe 
are coming out in in Bethel songs that people might be inspired by or perhaps the other way of looking at it is what are some of the themes that are maybe missing that maybe people might write a Bethel style song but they might actually mm. you know if if they've got questions about the emphasis maybe just well I'm going to write a, that style song but I'm going to emphasize it the way that I want to go yeah definitely so um in terms of themes that they've really been big on the last few albums it's all about um about revival and God's victory I mean their last few albums were called victory um revivals in the air homecoming (laughs) that kind of thing um they did they brought out an album in 2020 which was called peace um which kind of touched a little bit more on that um contemplative side but i think there's a real gap for i don't know for lament within that kind of whole Mm, bracket or Mm. kind of more contemplative songs um with that structure I was listening to a few. I must confess, I am pretty ignorant about Bethel. Um, although I think quite a few of their songs have reached me by osmosis. So I'm not necessarily consciously going, oh, this is a Bethel song, but I've just been asked to play it or I've picked it out from somewhere else. Um, but I was listening to a few to a few. And this is, I thought, was a great line from a song called Extravagant. It says, you don't belittle our pain or our suffering and you comfort us in our greatest unravelling. Wow. I thought that was a yeah, great line. Mm. So it's obviously there in some places that sort of a, a admission of struggle. Yeah. But yeah, certainly sounds like it could be it could be pushed into more. Can I ask a musical question? Yes. Um I, I'm also pretty ignorant about this um, style, but um, I find I personally tend to listen to a, a lot to harmony. Do you find that um, in this style, generally, that harmonic changes are less frequent? than for example like hymn writing and i'm speaking as like a not that great pianist that sort of i'm a little scared to play hymns whenever hymns come up at church because there's like a different chord every single beat right um mm. and then i kind of breathe a sigh of relief when it's a song that's you know you can st- play around on a chord for like four four beats or eight beats <laughs> you know what i'm saying so I- i'm just curious you know for trying to emulate this style is um, am I right in thinking that it's yeah, definitely. slower? Yeah, I think okay. so. There are hardly, um, you'll definitely have like the occasional one over three in terms of passing chords. But apart from that, nothing. You'll never get, you're never going to get like a major three or kind of any chords that don't fit. Um, stick to the one, four, six, five with the occasional two or three, maybe in the bridge. Yeah. Kind of sprinkle <laughs> yeah. that in. Okay. But, <laughs> that's usually it. So, that's so good, melodically actually. would sort of play over you know yeah. i mean because when you have frequent quick chord changes it kind of forces you into certain types of melodies that mm. you know have to fit over those changes but if you have long you know entire bars or half bars or whatever of of one harmony then that's going to give you a different sort of melody i guess right yeah definitely something that um they'll do a lot uh, is that they will form a melody that can work really nicely over the one chord just pedaling the one and then okay. it will work over the to the six and then to the four to the five and it will still fit so that might mm-hmm. be Interesting. nice uh, they're usually so very lilting melody. melodies yeah. as well yeah definitely mm. oh, that's so really helpful one thing i've observed is how often the melodies are built around notes one to three in the scale 
There's, I don't know exactly why, but part of it is because quite often it then leads to a leap up an octave yeah. and it's the same melody. And mm. I don't know exactly why, but it seems to be those notes, kind of one to three, maybe one to four, are the kind of dominant place. And maybe those ones just seem to work especially well because they turn chord four into a major seven and they don't, maybe it's kind of things like that. But a, a, a really narrow range melody. And it does mean actually you may well have done this as well, where you, you go to sing this song and you think, well, rather than sing it with an octave leap, I'm just going to move the whole thing by a fifth and then I'm going to sit in yep. the middle and we'll stay in the same place. And and so, but often, yeah, it becomes really, really narrow range for the melody. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it will always have some form of melody lift, whether that's an octave jump or whether that's just moving up. Um, second verse is a sucker for this. The first two mm. lines of of the second verse, it will usually be some kind of, personal reflection and then the second half of the second verse will have a melody leap and will usually contain lyrics about Jesus's resurrection. Living Hope is a great example mm. of that. That's a pretty well-known one. Um, Victory is Yours is my favorite Bethel song and that's off the Victory right. album. Go and listen to that. That is a great, mm. I think, example of uh, all of the musical yeah, features that we've talked about. Mm. The other thing I, I would say in terms of of thing, there's just this, there's a very central idea that that what is happening here is an encounter with God, isn't mm. it? And I think that you know if you're looking for a fairly simple thing to apply, there's an encounter with the living God, the powerful, loving, living God, and that very often there's there's a defiant tone to a lot of the songs. So mm. that's the interesting. You know, Sam picked out a bit about kind of um, about kind of acknowledging the lament, but actually often it's a kind of it's it's acknowledging struggles but with a sense of defiance rather than yeah. a sense of defeat in fact i think they would be very concerned about a sense of defeat and would want to stamp a sense of defiance over the top of it because christ mm. has overcome we shall overcome and so on so that maybe there's a couple of characteristics there I'm imagining there are one or two people, well, maybe if more than that, listening to this on the challenge going, finally, finally <laughs> yeah. we're doing Breathless Finally songs. some decent music. <laughs> I, I, I suspect there are probably more people going, oh, no. we're doing <laughs> yeah. what? For the last, this is the last one and we're doing what? And maybe that's because of your politics, because there's some political controversy yeah. around Bethel. Maybe it's to do with theology. Uh, which is perfectly legitimate. Maybe it's just to do with stylistic or if I'm honest, for me, sometimes just because I'm a bit contrary and I think, oh, this is the big thing. Therefore, I'm not going to be into it. I'm going to be into something obscure. Yeah, that's very um, hipster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm a sort of, yeah, aging hipster. Um, but I was thinking about this, you know, rather than coming in very cynical um uh, you know I, I would admit that i don't know that much about bethel but i'm going to take the kind of philippians 4 8 approach to this whatever is true whatever is noble whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is lovely what is admirable whatever is excellent whatever is praiseworthy and actually i'm just going to try and listen to some bethel music and go what is good about this mm, okay what can i actually learn from this because lots of us we can easily be critical but what can we learn um yeah, and I hope to be inspired by that. But I have a question as well, which is, um, what do we do about the fact that when you listen to this, it's very obviously and very lushly 
arranged, produced. There's huge amounts of stuff going on, which often make it sound 10 times bigger than we could ever possibly imagine in our own churches or with our own recordings. So how, how are we going to approach that side of it? anyone (laughs) (laughs) nobody Um, knows nobody knows I think if it's if it's a good song it will stand on its own it doesn't need to have all the production for it in order to be stylistic to Bethel it can still have all of the kind of lyrical themes or kind of you know typical chord sequences if you have the means to add a little bit of production on then sure why not yeah I I think that's that's true isn't it the 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 really popular ones the ones that have traveled a lot are ones that you can sit in you know, my church plant there's 30 of us there and someone leading on piano and, and and we're singing them together so that um they do work and i think also quite often with it you know with any of these kind of things you can dig out an acoustic album you can find acoustic versions of them online and you, and you can sort of have a you know go on youtube or something and then you can kind of hear how they work in in that environment with just a piano or just a just a guitar um it, it's what's difficult to achieve is that very the strident intensity of the wall of sound um but very often the song which which gets a certain character from that has a slightly different character but equally works without it because because we're a you know we don't have to um in any of these challenges we're not kind of saying abandon your own principles your own preferences your own styles we're just kind of saying learn and apply them to the way you do it so if exactly. you want to write melodies yeah. that are great yeah. to sing then keep writing melodies that are great to sing but just this is something to, to take into account and try and apply i'm looking forward to this one actually i'm, I'm quite Me excited too. about this Me i'm too. excited yeah <laughs> sam's ambivalent <laughs> no i'm saying whatever is true whatever is right fantastic so there we go that's the final challenge Woo. of this season of 12 12 song challenge is battle songs uh, and we will look forward to reviewing those at the end of march the beginning of april so that's all for this month and uh, we're just going to introduce the featured song, which is um, one of the most, if not the most recent, one of the most recent resound songs in Troubled Times, Unshakable by uh, Geraldine, Joe, Carey and Judy. And it just feels like a good song um, for us to sing right now with what's happening in the world. So see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Surround and life provides no solid ground. I will lift my soul and sing once more of a hope unshakable. I will recall the cross of Christ, one death for all. Say